All right, so here we are again today, the Jason and Peely Project. I am super excited for today's guest. We have John Walsh on the show. Hey, John, how you doing? Jason, how are you? I'm doing great. You doing good today? I'm doing great, and I'm excited to talk to you. I mean, it's it's quite a story here. So you, you started out your adult life homeless, uh, really rewrote your story, became an executive at Disney and Madison Square Garden, and you have a book coming out that you're, you're really talking about how you have a life of over 29,000 days and make 35,000 conscious and unconscious choices per day. And you have the choice to, to make these thoughts count, right? And so welcome. And, you know, I, I, I want to ask one question before we get started, but you work at or worked at two places, Disney and Madison Square Garden that are really feeling the effect right now of, of, of having really their core business being limited. As an executive, when you were in that role, how do you think you would you would be looking at the business right now if you were still in that place? Um, and I was. I mean, I, I was at Madison Square Garden when it happened. I, I just recently oh. left, so I was oh. up there when when it all happened. And uh, you know, the NBA and the NHL stopped playing. Yeah. Um, the concerts stopped. Everything came to a stop, and revenue became zero at Madison yep. Square Garden. And you really do a couple things as an executive. The first thing is you prioritize the work that's happening. You know, what's really important versus not. We, we then prioritized our people, probably in reverse order, we prioritized our people first. Like how do we take care of the employees and, and everything first? And then it was the work and then it's really focusing on the customers and how do we think about the business differently. It's interesting because it is a mind shift yeah. overnight literally like overnight right and and it's it's pretty interesting but uh i don't know and it's good to have a team around you because you can't do it by yourself so we were lots of meetings lots of discussions lots of what ifs lots you know of it, it's planning. one of those narratives that in any business not many times do you set the narrative that okay just in case we have zero revenue do we do this right and right. but the entrepreneurial spirit is, is quite the opposite, right? So so lots of times you start out the experience and now you, you're CEO of Standout X, which you've now created helping young individuals being able to make better choices. And that's an environment where it's that learning curve, right? So you're going the opposite yeah. cycle, um, which I love because we, we talk about that a lot on, on our program is that it, the days are not going to be every day a perfect day. And it's our choices, how we want to look at the days that they're not. So what was the draw to leave your executive roles at, at Madison Square Garden and at Disney to move here? What was it? It, it? I would love to say that there was an aha moment. And I think a lot of people you talked to had this, this kind of aha, right? And for me, it wasn't. For me, it was a gradual decision over time, very thoughtful decision mm. um, through my, my job. I, I, you could see the opportunity for, for kids, for students, young people. I did a lot of speaking at schools and I did recruiting for Disney as well as part of my executive role. And so I would see these this immense talent coming out, but they just weren't ready for life after school. And, you know, having three kids myself and then, you know, you, I know, I know you and Billy have three kids as well. You start thinking about their future, right? And I think all that sort of came together to say, you know, there's a there's a lot out there in the thought leadership, self-help space, but no one's really focusing on students and young professionals. It's really about, you know, the you know, once you get later in life and you're really lost and that kind of help, and that's where the money's being made. 
And so it just, it, it became an opportunity in my way of giving back. And I asked myself a question once, I was like, how do I want to be remembered? And I didn't want to be remembered. No one's going to remember me as a senior vice president for Madison Square Garden, but they might potentially remember me if I could impact, you know, young lives. And so an opportunity presented itself and I took the risk to, uh, to make the choice. No. I mean, that's just a, a wow statement right there. Cause so many times we think that there has to be this aha moment, like, aha, I need to do this. Right. But that's, I couldn't think of that in my life too. Right. It, it gradually becomes clear that this, this is something that, that needs attention. Right. And, um, yeah. I, I was listening to, um, the, the, the guy, the guy Roz, um, show I'm, I'm linking it where, um, he has entrepreneurs who have started products and generally for that point, it's someone who sees a problem and then looks to provide that solution. Right. And we all have that thought throughout our day, right? I may see something, you know, today that I thought of five years ago, but it's, it's, I didn't take the choice. Someone else went out there and took the risk to take that step. So for someone who's in that position today that sees a, a, a potential thing that needs to be addressed, um, what were some of the, 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 the points like risk versus that you weighed that you said, okay, I'm going to jump into this. I'm moving. Was there, was there a few points that you identified that, that for you and your family made the absolute right choice right now to go in this direction? Yeah. I, I, a lot of, you get better answers by asking better questions. And we asked a lot of questions and we did it in a very holistic manner. Um, you know, in my book and, and, and I know you guys do this a lot too. You think holistically, right? It's about not just wealth, but also health and everything else. You have to think about everything. And so the questions we were asking ourselves to make this decision, one wasn't just about the job. It was about, okay, how are our financials? Okay. How are, how is our family doing? Okay. What is the next one year, three year, five year look like? What do we want it to look like? You know, are, are we going to be in control or not? We asked like every question you could think of. And at the end of the day, you don't come up with the answer. You have, you come up with options and some options are better than others. And so we ended up, you have to take the risk. At the end of the day, you could ask all the questions, but the, you won't get that one answer. You'll get um, optimal, like better choices. And we just had to make a choice and we decided that for our family at this time for what others needed we made the choice because we always knew no matter how and i'm not young anymore but we always knew that you could pivot and if yeah. we're wrong we're going to pivot and and we're going to have a plan for it and that kind of thing so at some point you take a risk and we did I love that. And it's one of the things that pops in my head a lot is that there's action and inaction and action may not get me to the desired result, but inaction will never get me anywhere. Right. And right. so it's, it's that choice that for so many times we think about things and, and just asking yourself the right questions is, is, is so huge. And even how do you want to be remembered is just an ideal question because yeah. with technology is great, right? And we, we have so many parts, but sometimes it makes the day move so fast that people assume that it's something they see, right? I, 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 you know, and I'm sure potentially that these are talking points for young kids is that you see a life that's potentially looks great, like Instagram, like you have, a, you know, someone's got a Ferrari. Okay. Oh, if I, if I could get a Ferrari, then I'll be happy. Right. And they, they forget to ask all those other questions. What were, what were some of the key identifiers with young people that potentially you're, you're talking about in your book um, that, that are just standout questions that you hear continually from, from young people as they're, as they're leaving school or taking that next step or trying to decide even if to go to school or what that next step is. And I, I, I don't want to ask too many questions, but 
where did these questions relate to when you were homeless taking that transition? Yeah, well, first of all, let's touch on the Ferrari thing or not. You don't know if the Ferrari that you see is actually their Ferrari. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Right. How, mm -hmm. how many times do you find out that they rented it for the day, took the picture yep. in front of it, took the picture in front of the house and portrayed it as their life, right? It's it, mm -hmm. so that that's not it. And by the way, the Ferrari won't buy you happiness. There's a thing which I'm sure you know about called hedonic adaptation, which means you get that thing you've always wanted. And once you get it, you feel that euphoria, you feel that everything else, but then it becomes it's like when you buy a new car, right? Yeah. After a while, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's not fulfilling anymore. And you know, anyways. So, it's like the uh, Olympic athlete, right? So yeah. who, who lives their entire life, three years old to like 17 to get that right. one result, they get it. And then what do they do, right? And then what? That choice, yeah. Correct. So, but, but the, you know, some of the questions that, that I, that I asked myself, um, and it took me a while, and I think we all do this at some point, And I think students and young professionals are doing it right now really centers around a couple of things. One is, um, what do I want to do? I think mm -hmm. people are asking, what do I want to do? I think they're also asking what's my purpose in life. And, and we, we can touch on that separately. Cause I've got a, I've got a hypothesis on what our purpose is that's in the book. I, I, we, they asked the question, what should I do now? Tell me what to do. Like one of the things I'm seeing a lot right now is, you know, is, is there's a, I don't want to call it an entitlement, but there's almost like, a, I don't know what to do, but if you tell me and you help me and you walk with me, then I'm going to go do it. Right. And mm -hmm. so there, there's that. And then ultimately they get to the question, which is who am I? Like who, like who am I about? What am I? I know you've had other guests on the show talk about the, you know, the one way to solve a lot of things is it's point A and point B. It's who you are today. What are you good at? What do you like to do? What do you not like to do? All that. And then where are you going? Not, it doesn't have to be specifically like some people are, they know when they're three years old, they're going to be an Olympic athlete. Like yeah. I, I would argue don't do that because then they're the, the life beyond, right? What is it? But, you know, deciding what it is that you're, you're kind of moving towards without a precision point, right? I think those are the questions that they're asking. And, uh, and you know, what's interesting though, Jason, is that as much as they're asking the question, here's what I found. And I, I do speeches all across the country. I go to schools all the time. I, I did one at the University of Florida just this past Friday for 300 students talking about careers and jobs and things. And what's interesting is as an executive with Disney, even in my role now, I've offered to like, I can help you get a job or, or I can help you think about your career or, you know, I'll do a one-on-one -on -one coaching with you or whatever else. For every 100 people that I talk to, 10 might send me an email thanking me. One will actually follow up. And yeah. so it's really interesting that they're looking for this help and they're looking for answers. But when the opportunity presents itself, they're not walking through the door. It's uh, Tim Ferriss has a relatable thing where he calls it the 50, 40, 10 principle, where if I was to you to tell you the key, give you the, kings, uh, the keys to the kingdom, right? And tell you everything you need to do to make everything you want happen in your life, 50% 50, 50 of people will do nothing with it. 40% of people will maybe try and give up and the other 10% of people will do it and do it better than you, but hopefully bring you along further so you can get to that next step, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly right, yeah. So I, I think we're like, what we're trying to do with my company and the, and the team we have here is we're trying to help, if we can do at least a couple things, one is maybe we can just, it's really about discovery, preparation, optimization, and then getting the benefits. So if we can just help ask the right questions to get you to discover certain things, 
that's great. I mean, just aware, you know, better awareness leads to better choices, leads to better results. So if we can just help with awareness, they might not have to take that action, but just getting people to think differently and, and being aware and getting some of these answers in their head. Then for that select few, like you talked about, we will help prepare them like, okay, so there's some that like, okay, great. I got the information. They won't do anything with it, but at least yeah. maybe it, it might help them down the road. You don't know. Correct. But for yeah. the ones that are willing to take the journey, okay, we're going to help you prepare. Like we're going to take 10% and we're going to help prepare you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's the 1% that is like, I'm going to do everything you tell me to do because I want to be the best of the best. Yeah. That's where we're like, we'll help you optimize. And that's where standout really comes from is people that kind of work through that progression. Um, so that's really what it's all about. I, I find that, you know, the, the questions here, like, what do I want to do? And like, what's my purpose and who I am? Like, you know, like I've asked myself those questions as a young person. And maybe I was overstated to think that I should have the answers. And sometimes you have people around you to tell you, you know, you should know what you're doing. But did those people know what they wanted to do at, my, at that age when I was at that point? No, they didn't. So it's, it's always a it's, it's a question that evolves, right? Because especially as, as things rapidly change that, you know, what I want to do when I'm 15 or 16, it may not even have been in, it created yet, right? The role may not even have been there for me to even do right. it, right? So when, when you talk about finding your purpose, you said you had, you had a hypothesis. Um, what is it? My hypothesis, and, and let's put a pin on what you said, because I've got, I, I, we're asking ourselves the wrong questions about the future that hope maybe sure. we'll come back to. But so my hypothesis, we're all looking for the purpose. We're looking for that one needle in the haystack, right? And you, you, you started earlier by talking about, you know, we make all these choices, we make a decision, we make a choice or a decision every two seconds, what to do, what not to do, or how to respond to something. Mm-hmm. And so in 30 something plus thousand choices in a day, there's 8 billion people in the world. How unfair is life if there's only one purpose, like one thing that you were meant to do, right? So I do believe that there's one thing, but 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 I, I believe that we all have the exact same, here's my hypothesis to answer your question. We all have the exact same purpose, every one of us. And life actually tells us this. So here's our purpose. Our purpose is we were here to be the best person that we can be. So we all have talents, we all have whatever else. So we are here to maximize who we are. The second thing is we have a responsibility to assume a leadership role to help others be their best. And then the third is make the world a little bit better than you found it. That's it, that's your purpose. And we're all here to do that. So think about it from this perspective. If you hire someone, you're interviewing somebody for your company, what, what, what are you looking for? You're looking for someone who's the best at the skill that they have. You're hoping that they're a future leader in the organization, and then that they're gonna make your company, your process, your customers a little bit better. Think about life, think about life. Your first part of your life, when, from when you're born to you know 20 or, or even beyond, is you're, tr- you're trying to figure out who you are. Then later, and this is just in the natural world, and then later you assume a leadership role in your company, as a parent, as a friend, in your community. And then at the end of your life, you always ask, did I have meaning? Did it it mean something? Mm -hmm. So what my argument is, we're all here to have the exact same purpose, that's it. But what we have to do is we have to find our mission to fulfill that purpose. And the beauty of that is there's never one mission. There's yeah. Your mission could change over time, but as long as you're approaching every day, I ask myself three questions every day. How am I gonna be my best today? Who needs me? Who needs my leadership today to be their best? 
and what thing am I going to do today to make today in someone's life a little bit better? And I ask that question every single day and, and that's the purpose. I live every single day. My mission changes. My mission was working for Disney and helping people have these magical vacations, right? To escape the realities of life. Yeah. And then my mission was working at Madison Square Garden and helping with sports and everything else. Now my mission is students and young professionals. Like your mission has changed, right? Think about what you and Billy have done. Yeah. So, but but as long as the purpose is always the same, you're grounded in this this is this comfort of being grounded in a one single purpose. And by the way, if you look back at your life and you ask yourself those three questions and you say, was I the best that I could be? Did I lead to help other people? And was that did I make a contribution to this world? You're going to be so happy with the end of your life. So one purpose, multiple missions. Yeah, I wish there was someone like you and I. I was younger asking me these questions because it. it we, we, we have a, a habit of complicating everything, right? We, we want it to be complicated, even if it doesn't have to be, just for the sake that, that if it seems complicated, it must be something that we need, right? And so, okay. and lots of the questions that get asked of younger people, they, they complicate the matter, right? So, well, you need to, to pick a major in college that's gonna be your future. And it's at this point where you're not even evolved <laughs> to even even be able to make make real and true decisions. So there, there's a lot that's, that's put on, on, on the younger generation to come in there. And for me, I know it's it's been that evolution to where I am today, right? So um, I, I couldn't go back and give myself, if, if I was to say like anything I told myself like that I know today to my younger self, it, it probably wouldn't be beneficial because I wouldn't be ready for it at that point, right? So I, I was ready for what I got at that moment and I took from where it was. And could, could I potentially steer myself in a different direction? Sure. Um, but what I do think is, really imperative to this talk is that you, know, you talk about having 30, 35,000 thoughts a day, right? And I believe a lot of them repeat, right? So like 80, 90% of them repeat. If you're a person who, who's looking at life in a, in a maybe, maybe glass half full aspect, what are some steps that you can take to, to start to turn the, the narrative on your day so you can start looking at the day uh, you know a bit brighter and and begin to replace some of those thoughts that routinely are not beneficial to you where you're going i, I think there's one major thing which is getting ahead of your day I, I, you know john wooden says that the, the way to live your life is to win the day and the way to win the day is to get ahead of your day and i know if you read books and you follow thought leaders and you go to seminars and all, it's all about being intentional going into the day. So, you know, one is you have to believe that you have control. Yeah, like if you don't believe yeah. that you're in control, then then what you're saying, and, and you guys have talked about this in past episodes, right, about changing your day. If you don't believe that you are in control, it doesn't matter what we tell them to how, how to pivot on the day, because you don't believe you're actually influencing it. So you have to believe that you're in control and then you have to go into the day intentional. This is what I'm going to do. This is the outcome. This is how I'm going to feel. And then, and then there's the relieve the pressure valve, as I call it, that if you get into the day and things are going to go wrong, they just are. Mm -hmm. And in the book, I talk about with every choice you make and every day you go into, you go into one of three things happens. You either climb, you're getting better. You're either cruising or you're crashing. You're either going up, straight, or down. And we would all love days where we're getting better and better and better. My life is getting better and better and better. It's great, 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 great. 
but there are just days where there, like things are going to happen. And as much as you tell yourself, this is how I'm, I, I'm going to try to pivot. I'm going to take a walk outside. I'm going to listen to music that I really like that gets me in the mood. I'm going to talk to my good friend. I'm going to enjoy a food that gets me happy. There's a lot of things you can try to do, but then today it's just understanding that there just might be a day where you just have to break even and that's okay. It just really is okay. As long as you don't do the third, which is you walk, start walking down a path where you're, where, where it's negatively impacting you. I like to think about it as like the NCAA basketball tournament. Sometimes you, you might lose, which you don't want to do. You might win and just, it's, you, you just, you beat the team, you beat the day, it's great. But there might be a day where, you know what, you just have to survive in advance. And it's okay. It's like, like we don't feel the pressure that you have to make every day this up, this positive, super. There's some times where you just need to say, this is one of those days I just need to get through it. I'm going to protect against the downside, but it's okay that I don't hit the upside and relieve that pressure on yourself. I love that. You can appreciate the good days then, right? And so if you can keep right. yourself at a plane, it's like uh, if if the sun was only up and the sun never went down, then you would never appreciate the sun because it right. would always be there. And there, there's right. a lot. Um, sometimes I, the kids and I would just sleep on the floor just for the sake of it, right? And because you, you, cool. you get, you, you just, you get more aligned or you wake up at 2 a.m. just not because you have to, but because, right. you know, and it makes you appreciate when you do get the sleep back in that bed where you sleep to, you know, the, the time you sleep to, because right. we do take things for granted, right? And if we don't take a moment to, to set ourselves, it's like the, the starting our day right was, has been a massively huge, uh, it, it's had such an impact, right? Because if, if not, you basically wake up like you're trying to jump on a freight train, right? You, 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 you're just catching a ride and, and you, you don't have time to really assess where you're going. So right. everything is just becomes, um, you know, fight or flight. And that's, if, if people in the, in the world could just take 20 minutes, 10 minutes for themselves every morning, I, I, the world would be an ultimately happier place. And I would argue 10 or 20 minutes on the back end of the day too. Yeah, you have right. to really book in your days because yeah. I think your, whatever you do the night before preps you and primes you for what you're going to do the next day. As great as your first 20 minutes are that, you know, in the morning, you've already preconditioned yourself. It's just like a runner who wants to go running. You don't want to. The one that sets their clothes out the night before or maybe even sleeps in their running gear, you know that. I know you did that. You did the endurance run and all. Like yep. if you do that, there are days when you train, you didn't want to run, but if you've got your clothes laying out the day before, how much more likely are you to get up in the morning and run? That's right. Even if, even if you mm -hmm. prep yourself in the first 20 minutes. So I, I would just argue that there's the back end and that's where like gratitude also and reflection and what did I learn? Okay. You know what? I did have a bad day today, or I did just sort of break even today. Why? What could I have done differently? How am I going to improve it tomorrow? Right. Yeah. And I think asking those questions prepares you for the for the next day. And by the way, we, we we look so myopically at the day without looking at the kind of the longer term. You might have a bad day, but think about no one's going to have a great day, great day, great day, great day, great day, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have a good two good days, an average day, two good days, a bad day, two good days, an average day, and you look at it and you look at the week that you had, you're like, actually I had a pretty good week because I went from here to here, even though I had an average day and I had, so I think taking a more longer term perspective helps a lot too. That's huge. And, and as you go through life, you, you start to understand like, okay, is what I'm, is what's happening to me right now? 
such a big deal. Am I going to remember this in, in a week, a year, five years? And that can give you more grace because there, there's points as I remember I had grown that, that things would happen that you would think are like the end of the world. And if you look at them now, they're not even a blip. I probably can't even remember them, right? But at that moment, they seemed so important because I had it built the mental fortitude just to ask myself the right questions. And That's right. a lot, what you say, it just, it's so clear. And hopefully I know the message will resonate with, with younger kids because you can, you can ask these questions. Even any person can ask these questions just simply to start your day and to end your day. And if you can do right. that, just keep the bigger picture in line. I mean, the, the payout, the payout is going to be tremendous, right? And, right. and there's, there, there's not one where it's it's going to be an ultimate like here's your here's your medal no this is going to win you your life that's right i mean and ultimately we're looking for answers and that's part of the problem is because we're looking for answers and they're hard to come by yeah what you really should be looking for are the right questions uh, and like when you think about like we talked earlier about the, what do you want to do with your life yeah. like people want the answer they're asking the wrong question right they're asking the question of what do i want to do with my life yeah. but they shouldn't like they're starting with the job first and what they should be asking is, are questions like, what kind of lifestyle do I want to live? Yeah. Um, who who do I want to be around? Like, who do I want to have around me? Uh, even asking questions of like, what climate do I want to live in? Do I want to do I want a long commute or not? Like, you ask yourself more of these questions about your life because you yeah. work ten like let's say you work ten hours a day. There's still fourteen hours of the day, and then weekends, right? So. A lot of times, I don't know if you've seen this graphic, but it's like a square with a circle in it. And many times, the like what we do now is the job is the circle, and we try to fit life around the re remaining edges. But instead, what we should be doing is in that circle is your life. And once you determine what life you want, then you find the job that builds around that life, right? And I think if we ask the better questions about life and how you want to live and how you want to feel, who you want to be, then you can take a step back and say, okay, given those parameters, what job am I good at that I'm going to enjoy doing that I can get paid for and that the, and, and that I can contribute the world needs. Yeah. Now let me go find a job that fits that versus doing it the other way around. That's huge, right? Learn to ask better questions, get better answers. Correct. That's incredible. So John, tell us, um, name of the book. How do we find the book? Uh, when's it going to be available? It's out now. Uh, it's, awesome. it's called it's called the Standout Experience, and we're, we're it's it's um, it's available on Amazon right now. I think you can actually get it on BarnesandNoble.com too, but it's it's mostly on Amazon. We're so proud of it, Jason. I, I like I'm not a writer. I'm a I'm a finance executive, right? But I've got you know my journey from homelessness to now, and I've been interviewing people. I've been re I've read hundreds and hundreds of books. I've gone to oh. you name the you name the seminar I've been to it right. I've been to Robin Sharma's and Tony Robbins and Brendan. Like I've been to all of these right, and I took all that information and put it in the book. And I'm really proud because like you're super nervous putting a book out there right. And who am I to write a book, yeah. Jason? It went it went bestseller on day one. Wow. In, in four different categories. So they're like micro categories, but it, it went bestseller and it's still out there in bestseller in some in some categories like business guides and things like that. So we're just super, super proud of it. And uh, it's kind of everything I'm gonna build my business around that we are building the business around is based on, on that book. Um, so we're really proud. I hope people read it. And there's a, at the end, it's, it's actually, it's interesting because it's a framework for, one thing I found is that there's so much information out there is, how do, you, how do I make sense of it all? How does it tie together? My wife loves doing puzzles and you get that piece, that nugget of information. It's great, 
And it's like, well, how does this fit into what I heard yesterday or the book that I read or whatever? So this book is sort of the framework that, that allows everything to tie together. And then at the end of each chapter are prompts, prompts for, you know, the future and then prompts for what you do. It's asking better questions, prompts in the day for each of those, each of those steps of the journey to help people start to doing this discovery process. I'm so super proud of it. I'm just amazing talk. I, I, I love the message. I love how you put it together. It, it is actionable and that's what we need, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we get information on us. We don't know how to use that information. I know the book, um, it's having a massive reach. We'll get you, hopefully we'll get you a bunch more listeners and readers from here. And, uh, really thank you. I, this is, this has been a ton of fun. Um, best re- best place to reach you is the standout experience or standout X. Uh, my, my website is the standout is standoutmovement.com, not the, but it's www standoutmovement.com because we're trying to build a movement behind this idea of standing oh, cool. out um uh, i'm on linkedin it's probably uh, john walsh uh if you pull up and even john walsh stand out on linkedin you'll find it and then i'm really big on instagram it's all together john walsh underscore standout so i will post um you know new research that we've come up with um, ideas for standing out we're, we're posting prompts we're, we're taking some of the best articles for things and we're putting them out there and saying here's something you should think about today um and so that, that's really probably the best way to, to follow me well thank you so much thank you for what you're doing this is gonna have a massive impact i already see it is so i thank really you so appreciate much. you coming on the show today i love what you guys are doing too and you know together we're going to change the world so that's right well all you listeners out there you heard it we can all change the world it just starts making the right choices asking yourself better questions so you can get better answers thank you so much to john walsh thank you to all of you that are listening we'll talk to you shortly Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon. Live every day brings us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging, bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check us out. Can't wait to see you.